0: Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Stores, and welcome to Matt's Planning. On today's episode, I have somebody on who's going to talk about one of my favorite bands. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in.
1: Hi, Matt. My name is Will Carey. I'm a stand-up comic and podcaster based in New York City, and I am an expert in the music of the band Blink-182.
0: Absolutely wonderful. I a lot of people don't know this about me, but my understanding of Blink-182 is pretty thorough. And I. A lot of people overlook the fact that they were the second epicenter of the pop-punk divide, with Green Day being number one, where they just came in and they had this huge crater The the, mm-hmm. the with one of the things that was on the artwork, even, of the album. And a lot of people think like, oh, they just think about Green Day and like pop punk and all that. But Mm -hmm. Blink-182 came in and it's like a bunker bomb. Blink-182 is the bunker bomb of the pop punk movement. And for a lot of people, it wasn't punk enough for the mainstays, the people that are at the Iggy Pop concert, just waiting to fight. And it's too extreme for the folks that are just coming from Radio Disney at the time. Mm -hmm. But what was really fascinating as somebody that went to a religious middle school is how people circumvented and figured out ways to bring Blink-182 into their lives. And one of the ways in which they did that was they tried to find Bible verses with 182 in it. And the one that I found that a Bible study picked out was the they called themselves Born Again 182 as opposed to 182. They and they put the little colon in there. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was like Isaiah or something like that or Psalms or I think it was Psalms. Hold on, I'll check. Yeah, it was Psalms And the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. And it goes on. But ultimately, they were able to do that. And they were able to start doing fundraisers to go to a Blink-182 concert because their parents just wouldn't pay attention to what the music was. (laughs) And so they ultimately got to go to the concert with their hyper-religious chaperones. And that got shut down right quick after that. You would think that at some point prior to purchasing the tickets, they would have listened to the music, but they did not. A lot of people think that What's My Age Again, one of their most popular songs, is about the conflict of growing up and becoming an adult and what that means and responsibility. But a lot of people actually have come to think now, at least the people that are aging, that aged with them, that it's really about the early onset of dementia. And that's really helped a lot of people like kind of process the Alzheimer's and dementia diagnosis when it's come. Who, who would know? Let's see. Huh. Yeah, Travis was not the original drummer. Maybe not that many people know that Travis was not the original drummer. Uh, that's just something that I... I'm keenly aware of, a lot of people don't know this, is that they actually, like many bands, have auditioned a multitude of drummers over the years. And especially in that transition from their original drummer to Travis, they auditioned uh, some really famous drummers. The most notable, of course, was a disguised Phil Collins who was trying to prove that he still had it and that he could go into yet another (laughs) genre of music. But they saw through that pretty quickly. He just was too demanding and too domineering, you know, even just as an auditioner. They're like, yeah, you have talent, but like... I don't know if like you really fit with what we're trying to go for based on what you've heard so far about how much of that would you say was accurate?
1: I'd give you like an 85 on that. I would say if you were throwing a dart at a map of the United States and you were aiming for New York, I'd say you hit like Philadelphia.
0: Okay. Wow. All right. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think you got pretty close. The few things I want to I want to get to because I hadn't heard of them. The Bible verses thing. I had not heard that but it sounds very similar to something that I know Tom DeLonge who is the original guitarist and vocalist who quit the band rejoined the band quit the band and is now rejoined again. I know when they were getting started what he would do is call high schools and say that Blink were a inspirational band with a strong anti-drug message and ask to come play at a like a school assembly or at a lunch hour and then get shut down after one song. I know that I know that was I read that in their book. Mm-hmm. That came out a few years ago. And then to your point about the, the like religious, like chaperones, it reminded me of something that I know happened a lot. Cause I saw Tom talk about it on Craig Kilborn back when he was the host of the late, late show mm-hmm. on one particular tour they did. They had a giant flaming sign of the word fuck that would okay. light up right when they would come out on stage. They'd come out to the theme music from 2001, a space odyssey the curtain would drop and then there would just be this giant flaming fuck in the, as the stage prop. And then you would just, as uh, Tom describes, see a stream of parents taking their children out of the concert. So Delightful. I, do, I, I do remember it, that sounded very similar to me as well. The Phil Collins thing sounds a lot like something that they would make up in an interview to mess with a journalist. Okay. I, I personally hadn't heard that, but I do know there are, Original dr- drummer was a guy named Scott Rainer, who a lot of people think that the Blink song Man Overboard is about Scott Rainer and how he ended up leaving the band. But having Travis Barker, who was originally the drummer for the ska band, the Aquabats, right, join the band was one of the best decisions they could have made because lots of people call Travis like one of the best rock drummers of the past like 20 years, of which I very much agree. And I would oh, even say... absolutely. And I would even say like his ability to not only play any style of music, but his ability to kind of, I think he's very in tune with what is still cool. Because if you listen to, there's a this revival of pop punk that's happening right now. And there's lots of like young kids and rappers that are getting famous on TikTok doing like basically rap meets pop punk. And a lot of them are produced by Travis Barker, and he plays drums on them. He also... Oh, cool. And a lot of people would probably know he played drums on Machine Gun Kelly's two pop-punk albums that he put out recently. And he recently played drums and co-produced Avril Lavigne's newest album, Love Sucks, which is very, very good if people haven't heard it.
0: Oh, that's great. I, I did not know. I know he's very prolific, and I originally got exposed to him through the Aquabats and my friends at the time who Uh were really, really into them, and then subsequently Blink-182. When did you first get into the band?
1: I became aware of them when I was 13 years old. I had, uh, folks might remember the Now That's What I Call the CD series. I had Now That's What I Call Music Volume 3. And I had originally got it because it had All Star by Smash Mouth on it. And then it also had What's My Age Again by Blink-182 on it. And I heard that song and was just entranced. I to be completely honest, had never heard like pop punk chord progressions or, or like arpeggiated riffs. That sort of like very famous do, 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 in what's my right. age again. And I was just entranced by it. And I was like, I need to hear more of this. And it took some convincing to, to get my mom on board because the, that, song comes from an album called Enema of the State, which very famously has a porn star dressed as a sexy nurse on the cover. So it took a little bit of finessing, but I was able to wear my mom down. And it was the first time i had ever heard anything remotely close to punk rock or pop punk. And they became like the tip of like my punk rock iceberg. Once I heard Blink, I was like, what else sounds like this? And that's how I discovered Newfound Glory. And then I went back and discovered Green Day. And then I would read and watch interviews with Blink where they would talk about this band called the Descendants. And then I went back into and found like the Descendants stuff, who are to a lot of, of people, they are sort of like the progenitors. I don't even know if that's a word, but they're sort of like the patient zero for the sort of like cartoon character, bratty, suburban kid, like dick and fart jokes brand of pop punk that. Right to your point which i very much agree with blink-182 were sort of the the second the the second meteor impact of being a very influential pop punk band like for kids like me who are maybe too young for green day when dookie came out in 94 or might have missed that mm-hmm. enema of the state was the one that got all of us and i'm also pretty convinced that an entire generation of kids that got into playing guitar playing bass guitar Did it because of Tom DeLonge or Mark Hoppus?
0: Oh, absolutely. My roommate, my first roommate in college was very clearly influenced. Like they had taken it from the pop punk and kind of gotten into like more emo and like very much their own kind of style of music by the time we got to college. But like you could bring it I could bring it up with him like oh so what do you think about Blank 182 and he would sigh and be like yeah I really like him and but he (laughs) he had that demeanor of like okay yeah like maybe he doesn't but it was just like oh yeah we can we can connect on this even though we've all taken steps away from them as like a kind of a pivot point for our music tastes
1: oh certainly without them I don't know if I ever would have discovered like hardcore punk or metalcore or any sort of like loud guitar music they were the first the first band for me and i have always loved them and will still always have like a place in my my heart for for them they're just very very special to me and like mean a lot like really i w- i think steered me in the path of being creative in life
0: absolutely cuz i mean they're just the natural i've listened to the like live album i remember distinctly listening to their live album when i was a kid and just thinking like oh wow these guys are so good on stage Uh these guys are so so they're having fun and they're talking to the audience and having like what their personas were in the song and what their personas were on stage didn't seem all too dissimilar if that makes sense
1: Yeah, absolutely. They weren't playing characters when they were on stage. They were just being who they naturally are. And I connected to that because that was kind of my my sense of humor at that time. And that they reminded me of like a lot of my friends. So I saw I saw myself in them or and I also saw like like a cool older brother that I didn't have. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, as as somebody who my older brothers were Green Day folk and So I kind of got more into, like, I had that as an exposure already, but it was like, oh, this is what my brothers listen to. Blink-182 was more so like, oh, this is is my music now, and Mm -hmm. I get to choose what I want to listen to. And I, you know, kind of got that, like, hand-me-down, like, trickle-down music taste. Uh, But it was very nice to have something where it was like, oh, no, this is a little bit, this is a little bit my own, and I can kind of figure out what I like from here.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They kind of like they build they build the ship and then you set out into the ocean and then you just kind of like are like a like a sea captain, like looking for like your next like favorite at band or your f- next favorite album, like the next thing that is going to kind of blow your mind, that sense of discovery for like if you're uh, like really into music or into any sort of art, like that sense of discovery is really exciting and it's fun to repeat that feeling.
0: Absolutely, it's the the. I feel like that's the thing that connects us with all music. It's just like, oh, it's the shared experience, but also that shared excitement when, like, I, you may have had this experience, but you were like, oh, I had this great connection to this album, to this song, and you put it on for somebody, and they just don't seem to get it because, like, that's just not the context that they need to hear the song in but then when you mm-hmm. when you meet somebody and you can connect over the song and you can talk about the song and you're like oh wait you like this you like this one of my favorite memories is well this isn't my favorite memory but i had a bully who was picking on me a bunch and then like i'm like oh talking to somebody else as he was coming back to bully me like oh yeah like i'm listening to i want to say it was blank 182 but i feel like i was a little too young for that and he's mm-hmm. like, wait, you listen to them? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And then they stopped being my bully immediately because we had similar <laughs> music tastes.
1: That's amazing. Well, I'm sorry you got bullied, but I'm really, I think it's really cool that 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 connection with music was able to affect such a quick and immediate change. I would love to share a quick anecdote. Uh, a couple, please. Yeah. A, a couple years ago, I was traveling with my, my now wife in, in India and we were staying in a city called Jaipur and we were having breakfast at the hotel before we like move on for to the the next city. It was kind of like one of those like multi-day tours where you're in a different place every day. So I'm, I'm eating breakfast and I happen to be wearing a Blink-182 shirt. And in Jaipur, India, which is sort of like not as big as New Delhi, but it's still a pretty big city. Working at the hotel comes up to me and says, sir, I love your shirt. I love that band. They're so good. And I remember thinking I'm on like halfway around the world and i'm having this connection with this person who's probably got a completely different like life experience from me but we're having this moment over this band and i thought yeah. that was again not to get too sentimental but i i feel like those are some of the magic things that make art really important 100% i completely agree
0: well if people wanted to learn more about you or they wanted to learn more about blink 182 what would you recommend to them where would you suggest that they look
1: Well, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, which is awesomedisaster.com. That has links to everything that I do, and as well as all my social media, including my podcast Between Awesome and Disaster. Everything, as well as my solo acoustic music, I do a lot of stuff. Everything, links to everything I do are at awesomedisaster.com. And if you wanted to if you haven't listened to Blink-182 much before and you're and you're curious, obviously their music is available everywhere that you stream music. I would recommend checking out my three favorite albums of theirs are Dude Ranch from 1997, Enema of the State from 1999. And then while Take Off Your Pants and Jacket from 2001 is amazing, I'd also recommend checking out their 2003 Untitled album because that gives you a pretty representative sample of the kind of different styles they work in. Dude Ranch is towards the tail end of their more like Southern California melodic hardcore skate punk phase. Mm-hmm. Enema the State, to me, is a absolutely perfect pop punk album. I wouldn't change anything about it. I think it is the best, one of the best albums in the genre ever made. And And Take Off Your Pants and Jacket kind of picks up where that left off. But their Untitled album... They still kept everything that is great about them, but they really let themselves expand stylistically and incorporate a lot of different elements while still maintaining everything that I like about them, which is catchy songs, big guitars, cool bass lines, awesome drums and lyrics that really hit you in the feels.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. I I hope people go and check that all out. I think they're going to have a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. And Matt, this was a real joy. Thank you again for, for having me. I really enjoyed this.
0: Absolutely. I enjoyed it very much. And I'd love to have you back. I know you mentioned some other areas that you felt like you were an expert in. So I definitely would love to do
1: that. Yes. Anytime. I get really into the stuff I get into, and I would love to talk to you about it anytime you'd have me.
0: My name is Matt Stores, and this has been Matt planning.